Hey everyone, what is up and welcome to the Lifestyle Lifters Show. This is your host and online transformation coach, Adrian McDonald speaking, here to help you look, feel and perform better. And today's episode was with my main man and fellow Galwegian, Barry O'Sullivan from O'Sullivan Fitness. And Barry and I discussed the top five gym mistakes to avoid if you want to get results and what to do instead. We speak about everything from the importance of having a plan and structure and routine to eating the correct amount of food to actually prioritizing the right exercises and everything else in between. So if you want to shorten your learning curve, be sure to stick around and listen to this week's episode. Welcome back to the Lifestyle Lifters show. And today I'm joined by a fellow online fitness coach, but also a fellow Galwegian. He is currently resides in Sydney, Australia. And today I have Barry O'Sullivan. Barry, welcome to the Lifestyle Lifters show. Thanks very much for having me on, man. Um, very exciting. I know we did a, an Instagram live there lately. <laughs> um, so it was good good to uh, uh, to catch up again and have a have a bit of a longer conversation about a few topics. So uh, delighted to have me on, man. Really appreciate yeah. it. Let's do it. Barry, let's start out. So, so share something to our listeners about yourself that most people do not know. We know you're jacked. We know you're shredded, Barry. But what's <laughs> something about Barry O'Sullivan that most people do not know? Um, I suppose the people that know me very well or like know me from school and stuff would know most about me. Um, may, maybe for people who've only followed me online and stuff and, you know, might be listening to this and would know me would maybe know that like, you know, for years rugby was the biggest thing in my life. I played rugby all my life and that's what actually got me into this profession. You know, I was always the the scrum half, the smallest lad on, the, on, on any field. And uh, <laughs> when I got a, got of age, basically, to get bigger, I was in the gym and it, it just took off from there and I loved it. And next thing I realized I could make a career at it because I, I was passionate about it. So I suppose that's the biggest thing, how rugby was initially where it was at. And uh, that's that's how I found myself in, in this uh, in this career path. So, yeah, that's one that maybe not everybody knows. So, And, and we can't talk about rugby, Barry, until you dive a little deeper now into your, into your family, which is obviously steeped in we, rugby history. So for all of our new listeners, Barry, uh, do, do you want to share maybe what uh, another fact that I, maybe not a lot of people know? I, I don't really, to be honest, but you're, you're, after calling, you're after calling me on it now. But, yeah, like, look, having dad... Um, you know, coaching you like like that, like at a top level. Um, you know, with the with the Irish team and stuff like that. That was that was obviously an incredible experience. And I've said it to my friends lately. Like it's only at the time I was so young that you appreciated it, but you you know you were really just you were going along where you didn't you know again you appreciated it, but you didn't realize how 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 big oh, it was, and it was great. Um, but yeah, incredible. And I think like like I said, it was uh so the whole love for rugby and, and all that was uh, it was instilled in me. It wasn't even an, an option to be honest with you. So, um, but yeah, it, it was great. It was great. Like and and like mm-hmm. I said, the the knock on effect from it, you know, has me doing a, a career path that I absolutely love. So, um, blessed, blessed to be honest with you. Unbelievable. And and Barry, I will start out also by saying, um, when I really started getting into the fitness space, um, I, I first of all mm-hmm. I just looked at at people. Um, similar similar to me or who I aspire to be and and who I kind of wanted to model and I, I hadn't to look any further than goal like than people from Galway because there was Brian Kane Brian Kane Fitness um, Pat mm-hmm. Dividley this was this was now back in the day when I was just starting out and Barry O'Sullivan they were like the three names that I would have kind of really? looked up of, of course yeah no absolutely just like geez you know these guys are doing so well in the health and fitness space um, maybe someday that, that could be me. So h- here we are. Absolutely. This is what seven, eight years here, later, here Barry, we are. having a very conversation. So it, it's that's, bad the way it actually it all goes around. But Barry, let's Absolutely. dive into it. Um, obviously, Perfect. health and fitness training, it's, it's a big part of our lifestyle. And, <clears throat> you know, I, I've been lifting for just short of 10 years now. You're, you're definitely have a couple more years on me. And we, we've definitely made a couple of mistakes along the way. So today's topic is actually stemming off this. And what we're going to talk about is the top five gym mistakes to avoid and what to do instead. Yes, perfect. Sounds good. I think, uh, like I said, we, we could talk for days about this. And I think there's going to be a lot of, <laughs> of, of, of golden gems here that people, people, you know, that might be new to the gym or younger folk that, that can really take from and, and save them a, a certain amount of hassle and, and time. Absolutely, yeah, and just what both of us are prefaced by saying by no means are, are Barry and I perfect because 
We've no. made every single one of these mistakes exactly. at some stage in, in our careers. And, and for anyone listening, um, we're, we're trying to teach you to avoid these mistakes so that you don't uh, you don't add years to to add a couple of extra unnecessary years, um, which is obviously going to prolong and delay your results. So, Barry, what's what's the first most common mistake that we actually see? Yeah. Um, so I suppose it, it's 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 a you have to start with the the general lack of programming and structure specific to your goals. Um, and it really boils back to, you know, when you come into a gym or you plan on, you know, if it's a New Year's resolution, whatever it is, you have to kind of outline first. You, you bring it back to what are my goals here? What am I trying to achieve? Um, you know, if we take commonly because it's kind of more so what we specialize in of, of hypertrophy um, or fat loss, we, we know that we have to break that up into different areas. Now, generally speaking, in terms of energy balance, you know, energy in and energy out, we break it into our nutrition. And secondly, we break it into our, our training. Um, it just tends to be where, we, you know, I still see it when I, I train uh, one-to-one clients um, as well still. And when they come into a gym, you see new members come in, they, they generally obviously aren't, aren't going to know the ins and outs of everything. Like that's just like we would have... Um, that's completely normal. And I think where people, you know, I know we're biased in, in that we say, you know, people should get a trainer, should get help, but yeah. you definitely skip a few chapters and you save yourself a lot of time and energy when you get a bit of help like that. Because without it, they just tend to see people, you know, kind of getting off on the wrong track. Um, you know, they might be training pretty well, pretty hard, but then their nutrition is, is, is you know, madly off and and that really really uh, hinders results or just vice versa where they might be eating pretty well but for their goals you know their training just isn't where it needs to be at you know they're not training at the right intensity at the right volume um and a, the results unfortunately is um with both is that you know people fall short of results you know they've, they've put in a certain amount of work to to an extent uh, and they're not seeing the results and that's why we see people falling off uh, and just oh, kind of giving up with these sort of things so i think that's the biggest one um i don't know do you share share in that kind of viewpoint that that's yes. the kind of the, the first yeah. one that pops pops to mind yeah definitely like just not following a plan and not having any structure or routine to to go off i actually love the way you mentioned there about like having a having a coach look i i have a coach when it comes to like more so like mm. the business side of things and what it allows yeah. you to do is it effectively allows you to jump from chapter one to chapter five Instead, exactly. instead of having to read through chapter one, two, three, four, five, you shorten your learning curve. That's the big benefit exactly. of hiring someone who's who's more advanced than you are. But I definitely agree. Um, the, the number one most common mistake I see people make is actually not following the plan. And look, I'll preface by saying my kind of first couple of years lifting, maybe 2013 to 2015, um, there was two years there where I hadn't a plan at all going to the gym. It was just like, you know, going from machine to machine, bicep curl to tricep push down. You finish off with a bit yeah. of core. You do the exact same routine yeah, day in absolutely. and day out. So I've actually absolutely. gone full 360 on this. Now, my my least favorite gym sessions, Barry, are the ones where I do not have a plan. So even if I'm going away like on a on a staycation or something, and I know there's a bit of a gym there, what I'll do is I'll plan out something for 30 to 45 minutes and give me maybe 10 or 15 minutes of almost free play, do as I please. Yeah. But I just always like to have something to follow. So 100% agreed. Exactly. Um, not following the plan, yeah. not having routine, not having structure, Barry. Um, yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%, yeah. So so then the, the second most common mistake that we see um, Barry, I'll, I'll let you kind of dive in on this one. We mentioned um, test and strength versus build and strength. Yeah, <laughs> Barry, yeah. What does this exactly mean? Yeah, it, this is the one I think well, this is getting such a reaction because it brings me back to the gym in, in my local, um, you know, where I went to school in Montpellier. And, you know, it was the first time we'd been started lifting and we would be in there and, you know, we'd be just basically going in and putting as much weight as you can on the bench press <laughs> and trying to, trying to max out on these lifts, uh, you know, trying to move weight for partial range, ranges of motion that you've no business moving. And basically, you know, it was all ego driven, but 
also not having a clue like at the same time you probably still <laughs> thought you were doing the right things you thought this is how you build muscle you try and you know move this weight and move that but it was that sort of thing of yeah, literally it's a great way of putting it you know like testing versus building strength um you know training at like you know one rms and stuff like that um, and just not not giving the body the right amount of volume and stress to adapt to to grow um it, it's it's something that i think like i said it brings us back to our first point of if you don't have an idea what you're doing when you go into the gym you're going to be kind of just i suppose stabbing in the dark and, and trying these things out and, and and again that's where we kind of come into it and like we said we, we we we've been there we've done made these mistakes is that saying like smart people learn from their mistakes but very smart people learn from other people's mistakes so i i think that like you know people listen to this would be like just that's why we're trainers i think is because we initially went through this phase and then we we figured out what was right and, and what was wrong but yeah i think it, it, it's very t- ties in with point one it's that sort of thing of you know not actually training specifically and when you come in and not having a plan of action and a specific program to work off knowing what what weight to be moving you know the right rpes the right intensity the right volume all those sort of things um yeah like uh, do, do you feel the same you know like it's yeah, obviously something absolutely. that resonates with you like yeah. we said those first few years <laughs> yeah testing strength versus building strength like Honestly, um, I when, when I used to work out with some of the lads in Mary Eye Gym, and even actually in America, every Friday we went to 24-hour fitness. It was in Berkeley, um, where we mm. spent uh, 12 weeks there. And every Friday, I always did like the decline bench press, Barry. And for some reason, like decline for me, I'm actually stronger in decline than I am on the flat bench. So that was like, first of all, as you said already, ego-driven. I, I, I wanted to yeah. like to shift as much weight as possible. And yeah. I actually... I did work up to some decent weight. I remember I got, got lifting up to maybe 110 kilos for a single. But every single week, Barry, it was just like testing that 110. See, can I do it? Testing the 110. Yeah. Come the end of that summer, I wasn't even able to lift 100 kilos. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. my, my strength actually decreased. And why was this? It's something now I, I literally, I try to do every single day um, after a gym session. I'll just have a, do a quick analysis. I'll count my number of reps, as you said. So like imagine someone was to do the bench press and person A was doing five by five. Okay, that's 25 total working reps. And the second person, they hop on, um, they they put, you know, 60 kilos on the bench. They do a warm up set of three or four. They throw another five kilos on, they do 70 for a double. They slap 80 on the bar and they get buried. How many reps do they do? Their their total number of reps is seven or eight. So like someone who's doing 25 reps, 25 reps, and you're doing that every single week, that's 100 total working reps in a month compared to someone who did working working reps, probably five or six per session, and that's like a quarter of it. So um, yeah, just that's the analogy, testing strength versus building strength. And as you said, Barry, just counting up the number of reps you actually do and the volume and that that adding up over time. That's it. You, you you break it down like that, you know, literally to numbers. You see how the lack of total overall volume um is just not going to be sufficient. Um, like we know as well. I mean, when we're talking about that strength training, you know, if you're in the gym like we were, and like what we're like generally the audience we're speaking to right now is to build muscle and say in turn, you know, for argument's sake, build, uh, burn body fat. Yeah working in those you know single you know doing doubles singles and triples that's strength training um you know that you're you're talking more what a power lifter does which will build muscle tissue but it's going to be far from optimal so Absolutely. that's why like i said that that lack of and and initially when you come into the gym we do know that if we haven't lifted at all all we have to do is pick up a dumbbell and that that is going to elicit some sort of a response but we keep doing that for a couple of weeks and months and like you found out there yourself over the the three or four months of the (laughs) summer your body's just like all right i'm getting sick of this chief it's not going to do much you know so yeah it was so ego driven as well like it was just like i'll never forget the first time i lifted 100 um a guy a guy who plays football with Corthoon Shamrocks. I, I nearly have the date lined out. Like he was leaving the gym and I said, any chance for spot? <laughs> and he spotted me or whatever. I remember it, uh, 100 kilos. And it was like, ever since then, I was like, look, provided I'm able to lift 100 kilos, I'm happy out. But then by the end of that summer, of all places, I, I wanted to lift 100. It was in Muscle Beach in LA Bay. But 
I, I wasn't yeah. able to do it simply because I didn't do enough volume throughout the summer. I was testing my strength instead of building the strength. So yeah. uh, just to recap, 100%. the first one, not following a plan. Number two, testing strength versus building strength. Mm. Barry, what's the third most common mistake um, that we've made and that we see people make? Um, I think you kind of have to touch specifically on, you know, the calories um, and, and, and the dietary side of things, you know, uh, caloric intake is just a huge part of it. Um, now you can talk about nutrition specifically and, you know, if, if, if you fall short on your diet, um, and you're not reaching your goals because of that, you, you know, due to energy balance, but you could also talk about your calories or lack of calories, not helping you in the gym, you know, your lack of performance. Like it, it's most common thing I see is, you know, when I screen a new client, and we have a look at their diet in general. And, you know, obviously if it's somebody who needs to lose weight, they might be eating too much food. And um, we know that that's, you know, simple energy balance. But at the same time, even if it's somebody who's under eating or overeating, they might not be fueling themselves very well. So they might be overeating. That's very easy to happen through hyperpalatable foods, uh, binging, binge drinking at the weekends and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But when we look at something like actually fueling our bodies for training sessions, that's a different dynamic altogether. Like I, I don't think people realize the power of carbohydrates when it comes to weight training um, and, and getting enough of them in. It's just a massive part of it. So I think, you know, depending on your goals, you know, the beauty of it being, you know, we can talk about energy balance, you know, surpluses and deficits, but even if you're in a deficit, you need it even more so if you're in a deficit, you need to optimize your nutrition around your training so that you're going to get the most out of your sessions. Because, you know, as we know, it's, you know, carbohydrates, for example, um, you know, we store them as glycogen and then it's essentially like what petrol is to a car. And that's what it is to us in our weight session. So I think massively that's, that's something where people fall short. Um, you know, their, their actual, meals and their macronutrients can be very much off um and then just like i said if you take a step back and you're saying re regarding to someone's goals in general we know if somebody is trying to lose weight we have to get them into that energy deficit on a consistent basis um or if they're trying to build mass like i'm doing at the moment we've got to get those calories in and we have to be in that surplus on a consistent basis. Um, I'd say you, you probably find the same. I know you do because working with with clients, they're probably no different to the people I work with and they run into those same issues. And it's those same fundamentals that you really have to lock down and, and, and hit home with them that look, if we can do all these things, right, we can have the, we can have the best supplements. We can have technically the best training program. But if our calories are off, if, if, if our intake is wrong, we're not going to get where we want to be goals-wise. Yeah, no, I, I actually agreed on both ends there, though. Like, wrong calorie intake, it, it's not just for fat loss, but also for muscle gain. Because I'd actually preface by, by starting out with muscle gain. Like, um, a lot of people, they, they, I'm sure you've heard the same, Barry. They come to me and they say, like, you know, I don't know, I, I eat so much, and, and no matter what I do, I, I just can't seem to gain weight. Like, I, I just think mm. I'm a hard gainer. And like, okay, yeah. sure, Barry. Um, How about you send me on a three-day food diary? Let's, let's just have a look and see what you've been eating. And <laughs> it's like <laughs> breakfast, you know, I was in a rush in the morning. So I just got like a coffee on the go and, and one of those protein bars. <clears throat> and at lunchtime, I had, a, I had a sandwich. And then I didn't eat for seven or eight hours because I trained in straight away when I got home and had my dinner afterwards. Okay, so you've yeah. had like one square meal and two small snacks. And, and the thing is, though, they say yeah. they can't eat anymore because they have a big dinner and they stuff themselves up, which means the following day, the morning time, they're not hungry. And it's just a cycle that repeats. Yeah, so 100%. <laughs> it applies, it applies for, for muscle gain as much as fat loss. But I think, would you agree, Barry, like a big element of this would actually be like just assessment and tracking and without being like obsessive we always say like calculate without obsessing but if you're not assessing like how how much food you're actually eating you're just guessing so like 100%. how important do you feel barry it is for someone who either has specific fat loss goals or muscle gain goals to actually at least have some form of like calorie tracking or calorie monitoring in place uh it, it's massive man it, it's literally in a in a large given insight like in a large 
um, amount or portion of cases, like with with my clients, it's it's one of the first things we do. It's it's stage one of nutrition. It's tracking calories um, for several days, a week or two. Again, and this all depends on the client, but generally speaking, it's tracking and. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, I think long-term, you know, there's nothing to say people need to be tracking long-term. It, it's arguably not healthy, um, but it, it's one of those things, uh, you know, you, you'll hear some people saying, oh, uh, tracking calories is unhealthy. That's kind of like saying, you know, doing a financial budget uh, for, for, your, for your money is unhealthy. It's like, that's ridiculous. Um, so it's one of those things, definitely. And it, it, again, it's, it's to firstly see what the your your habits of your client it's firstly to see for that person you know how much they're actually taking in a consistent basis like you know they don't know we're kind of just stabbing in the dark otherwise uh we don't have a clue of numbers it's it's literally feedback for us and data to say okay this is how much we're taking in because usually it's an eye opener for that person as well they're kind of like you know let's track for a while and they say i i don't eat that much and then we actually track and we track properly and suddenly the calories are you know much more than they thought and within within the calories their protein is actually very very low so very very common to see this um yeah and again it's just that feedback yeah you know it's it's the biggest thing to get that feedback and say okay so at least we know then this is where they are and it could be something like you know they're actually consistent during the week and then we you know friday saturday sunday we see a massive increase again so it's kind of just seeing the patterns in that person's um, in that person's uh, weekly routine and stuff like that and how we can approach that um, it, it's a massive massive part of it and at least then you know where to go from there because I think something that trainers have to be um, very careful of as well is if you just you know have a, a, a client come along and you think okay I think they need to be on these amount of calories I recommend they are in this amount or this range of calories we need to know where they were first because exactly. if 100%. they were at x and you bring them to Y, uh, if that drop is too big or, too, you know, if, if that's a massive increase or decrease, that's not necessarily how you want it to be. So you want to do things gradually. So you want to see exactly where they were to begin with. And again, to just give us overall feedback on the matter, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I love that. Um, I, I think in PN Precision Nutrition, they kind of, their approach is like outcome-based decision. I remember I had a client actually, mm. and he played rugby, Barry and, and to be fair like he actually would have been what we would call or classify as a hard gainer so like yes. we to up his calories to to I think over like around about the 4,000 mark before he actually mm. managed to increase his weight because he was just so active he was like he was doing um rugby three or four three times a week would say he was training in the gym prior to this he was doing like crossfit work which didn't really carry over to the rugby but that's another story anyways yeah. but, um <laughs> He actually was like, you know, eating a decent amount of food, but even at 3000 calories, he wasn't able to gain weight. So it, 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 I think it just comes to a point. I remember myself after I, I, I did a marathon with, uh, I'm sure you know, Garo Smith in 20, 2018. And my goal was to like, cause I would have lost quite a lot of weight there. My goal was to, to bring it back up. And I found the sweet spot for me, like 4,000 calories. I was in a nice kind of gain phase there where I was adding maybe 0.5 kilos per week for eight weeks. And I went, I, I added four kilos in the space of eight to nine weeks, but it was just because that intake is right. So then on the yeah. flip side, I feel very, you know, if someone's kind of saying, well, I can't lose any weight. The long and, and the hard of it is like, you're not in a deficit because I'm sure you find the same Barry. Like when someone says, you know, I, I this stir fry. Okay, cool. Like a chicken stir fry. That sounds amazing. Lovely. Did you use any oil in that? Oh yeah. I forgot to track the oil. Or did you put in any yeah. butter on that? Oh, you know, all of these, yeah. all of these add up. Like they're, they're like the domino foods Barry that a lot of people f- forget about. As well. Yeah. That, that's simply it. Like, um, yeah, you, you said it there yourself. I think like, I remember I've done a post on this as well. I think like it was like five or six um, ways that calories kind of sneak into our diet that people Brilliant. don't even kind of think about. Um, you know, I think it's funny one like that people, you know, they might not feel the need to include a coffee or, or like, you know, the, the milk that comes in their coffee. Um, and, it, you know, it's not that we're saying, okay, you are not in a deficit because you have a drop of milk in your coffee every day. It's not that, <laughs> but 
if you're somebody who has a couple of cups of coffee, um, you're adding that up there and you're probably getting full fat milk into it. And you're the biscuit that or two to go with it that you don't This have. is it, you know, like somebody somebody at work like has a few sweets and they pass, so I'll take a sweet. So that happens once or twice. Uh, you get home and you're cooking and you're putting something on for the kids and you're licking the spoon a couple of times. <laughs> these, these sort of things that we don't think of, yeah. um, all of those in accumulation along with the calories that we're probably misinterpreting or under tracking with. Um, yeah. That's what's essentially leading to our overall surplus and, and that kind of struggle to get into the deficit to lose the weight. Um, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I think you hit the nail in the head there, Barry. So just to recap so far, not following a plan, um, testing the strength versus building the strength, wrong calorie mm. intake, um, the next one then that we 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 mentioned, Barry. Um, let's talk about this. Like, just suppose someone out there following a plan, okay, and they're not always testing their strength. They're actually focusing on building strength, and maybe you know their calories are 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 right or roundabout right for their specific goals. But then just inconsistency, Barry. Let's kind of talk about yeah. this for a few minutes. Mm, it, it's that that's a that's a very interesting one man the, the whole inconsistency of it and <clears throat> the adherence of it all if you like because yeah. you know like you said you can have the perfect program in the world the perfect diet in the world and i think people have this perception we all do it um where we think or like when i get this sorted now or when i get this next thing or when I upgrade, you know, like all these sort of things that then I'll be flying it and I'll be on my way. But as we know, that's, that's not the way it is. Like it's still, it's still going to be just, it's difficult. You're just going to still have that guidance, but it's still going to be very, very difficult. So, um, I, I mean, it, you could pull it back to many, many things like, you know, are you doing it for the right reasons? Um, or are you, you know, are you looking at it? Because I think sometimes, you know, <clears throat> I've, 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 I've had situations where I know I've had clients in the past, um, more on a one-to-one basis and they were kind of training with me because maybe their mother encouraged them to do it their mother was was at them for months to get back in shape and it's kind of like well that's great and it's great to have that support network on and something at the end of the day it has to come from within yourself and until that happens um and you really want to make the changes for yourself for the right reasons it's you you will probably find yourself kind of you know I have to train instead of I get to train and you will find yourself kind of dragging yeah. yourself. You know what I mean? So yeah. definitely like, you know, uh, you know, the inconsistency of it all and, and those sort of things, it, it, it is, it, it's a tough one. Um, and it's, it's like something that ties in with the whole people looking for motivation and inspiration and stuff definitely. like that. So it, it, there's many ways of looking at it, but I think, you know, firstly, all we can do like from, from our perspective as trainers is all we can do is tailor the program as well as yeah. possible as we can yeah. to that person and their lifestyle because you know there's times i'm sure you've seen this as well where a client will say to you you'll screen them we'll talk about okay how many days a week would you like to train and they'll be like oh six days and you're like <laughs> okay look we'll we'll we're gonna like i admire the enthusiasm but you don't need to train for six days and i can promise you it's probably not going to be sustainable over the next yes. one i said let's yeah. start with four days or even three days and go I from there it. so that that's the side of it too do you know what i mean that you, yeah. you have to get people on that realistic such um, a great because point. Of, yeah you know it, it is so there's a lot to dissect there with that one of the the inconsistency and, and and being able to adhere to things you know but if the program is in the right place and that's our job as trainers is like okay this is something that they can follow and they can stick with um you know diet wise uh, we're not just dieting them into the ground to get a to get a fat loss result they're actually they're finding like oh, I can do this. Like I I have plenty of clients who you know we're going the slower route, but it's working. It might be making Absolutely. for the, this mental you know before and after over the space of twelve weeks, but they're gradually getting there and they're doing it in a much healthier fashion and they're not finding it overwhelming initially. And that's what can happen with people. Too much change at once is overwhelming and can lead to people just saying, oh, this is way too much. And, and they kind of take the foot off the pedal. So yeah, that, yeah. that's such, yeah. Like I, I feel sometimes Barry, as you said, the enthusiasm is always there for like the first two weeks. So like, you know, I, I always ask the same thing. Like, so I, I, I preface by asking how many times a week do you currently train? And someone who yeah. like is inconsistent training two times a week suddenly thinks that they can train up to six times a week. 
it's just not realistic. So what I always say is like, yeah, you know what? Let's start out with three. And if we get three out of three done, that's the job done. If you want a fourth yeah. done, you know, we can maybe add an optional fourth. But just from my coaching yeah. experience, three out of three builds confidence, three out of four can take away. Because, you know, if you like have a workout, you said you were going to do it and then you didn't get to it by the end of the week. Even if you did get your three sessions or even if you did get your fourth session, but you missed your fifth, you can sometimes feel like a failure. So it also comes back to, like, as you said, being realistic, but also just being consistent. And I think consistency, Barry, a big part of like adherence and consistency is actually enjoyment too. Like, yeah. Obviously, you know, no one enjoys doing rear foot elevated split squats, but they are really, really good. But just yeah. it, for the most part, like at least getting some element of enjoyment from your training. Hugely, hugely. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, man. I, I, you said it You said it nicely there yourself. There, there is a level of, look, you're not going to be smiling on the final reps of squats. <laughs> it, it doesn't happen. Um, but a, a client, you know, a, genuinely a client just said it to me today. She said it's, it's, it's the first time she's been actually enjoying her training. You know, she's, she, did, she did a 45 for quite a while over here in Australia before this. And, you know, while it was, you know, good and effective, um, you know, she wasn't thoroughly enjoying it. Like, you know what I mean? It was this sort of like, you know, run you into the ground as much as possible for for a, a, a result. Um, and she wasn't really, she wasn't understanding what she was doing either because she yes. wasn't being educated. Yeah. You're kind of, you know, uh, and that's not to, to, you know, point the finger at that, but in general, if no matter what sort of program you're doing or where you're training and stuff like that, you have to be enjoying it to a certain extent. Um, and I think as well, you have to be understanding it. So that's why we, we just, we don't just send on a plan to somebody and tell them here, just follow this. Don't ask questions. We coach and we try to educate people. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So it's kind of like you have to have a clue of what's going on too and recognize why you're doing this all. Um, I think like that you, you start to see, you know, you have a better understanding of it all. And then you kind of, you start to enjoy your training a lot more with that as well. Um, so massively it's a huge part of it i mean if you're you're just simply not going to stick with something for too long if if you're miserable with it and that's why i think you know i say to some people at times it doesn't mean the gym is for everyone i think for the people that say oh i hate the gym no the gym isn't for me i've tried it it's kind of like it was probably a large misunderstanding of the gym mm. you simply didn't have and the guidance like we've talked. Bad, yeah bad first experience ba- a bad experience or someone exactly. laughing at them like that's why yeah. You know, on previous episodes we just spoke about just gym confidence and like not being a exactly. complete a-hole to someone who's just who's just new to starting out, like just being friendly and because those exactly. first experiences can really shape their their overall yeah. view of the gym. But I just think yeah. as well, Barry, I mean you mentioned motivation, which kind of comes back to consistency too. And mm. like, look, here's the thing. Um I, I w- I'm not motivated to run, but by God, if I saw, if someone was, if, if, if a dog or something was chasing me, whether I'm motivated or not, I'd have to freaking go or he's going to bite me. So sometimes like you, you just got to bite the bullet and just, you got to go. And, and motivation comes from seeing results. This way we always say like motivation comes from seeing results and you only get results from actually doing the work and taking the action. So it's yeah. kind of that fine line there, but just enjoying your training, being consistent with it not kind of having like, you know, going to Instagram and checking out Barry's page and, oh, I saw Barry doing this exercise. I'm going to completely ditch my program now and just do what Barry did. And then I see yeah. the next fancy online coach next week on Instagram and I'm going to try out, like, that's not consistent either because you're just trying out a load of different things and it's, it's unlikely to get results. So, you know, 100%. follow your plan, um, build your strength, don't test your strength eating the correct um, amount of food and just be consistent with your training. All very important, important points, Barry. And our last topic then for today, um, prioritizing the wrong exercises, Barry. Do you want to kind of talk a little bit more about this? Yeah, um, I think like it's probably similar to you know uh, our second point of testing versus building strength it probably ties in that that's an example um prioritizing wrong exercises or just training poorly in general or not training conducive to our goal um you know and and a big big part of it like we talk about like starting off as well point one not following a plan is coming into a gym and really not 
you know, dissecting your form and your technique on all of these sort of movements that we need to be doing. Um, and you just don't get the most out of those exercises then. Um, and also, you know, when we optimize, I, I said to clients all the time, it's saying I have, you know, optimize technique and you minimize um, injury. So that's a huge part of why we do what we do. We want to get the most X out of the exercise, but we also want to minimize, you know, how often we've seen people end up like, you know, doing something, you know, niggling injury in the gym or hurting their shoulder or something simply because probably like, I mean, we all get unlucky at times, but probably because technique was off um, and they didn't, you know, they weren't optimizing their technique. So things like that um, to begin with, like just not getting, getting form right um, is a huge part of it. And, uh, we see it all the time lads come into the gym they will pick up the dumbbells that you know they think they should lift and they work their form around that rather than the other way around it's kind of putting the cart before the horse that way yeah, yeah. and I, I think you know what i mean and we're again one of those things we were guilty of for a couple of years too many but um yeah like prioritizing wrong exercises specifically it comes down again it brings us back to what i always say okay what's the goal here what are we trying to achieve um you know, if we look at like the likes of compounds and stuff like that and accessory work, like they all have their place, thankfully. Um, again, it's going to be specific to the person. You know, um, I will do like a specific movement screening with clients um, when they start with me first, just to see how they are with their different movement patterns. Um, are they going to, you know, have any restrictions? Are they, have they any pain? Um, and are they going to be able to do, um, you know, a hip hinge movement? If not, we're probably going to be struggling to do any sort of an RDL. So these are the sort of Absolutely. things you have to assess first. Yeah. So it's it, it, it's very, very important to look at that. But again, you know, yeah, like we said, prioritizing the wrong exercises. Um, again, if we're looking from a hyper, hypertrophy standpoint, you know, not everybody needs to be in a barbell, you know, a, a, a squat in a squat rack um, squatting. It's going to depend on your, your, um, on your, uh, the, the, you know, the shape of your body, um, all of those sort of things that are going to have a massive factor. So again, like I will have certain clients who are in the squat rack and they're, you know, they're built for it. Um, but then there's going to be other people that they're just going to be much more suited to be in a leg press. And the beauty of it is the outcome is going to be very, very similar, you know, for what they're trying to achieve. Absolutely. We're trying to work the quads to a range of motion. Both of those are going to do a very, very similar job um so it's small things like that is just getting it right and that's gonna my point being really it's gonna come down to the specific individual and that's why like you made the point of their you know um looking on instagram and looking at these exercises we see certain people doing it's good to try them out but that to know that this that exercise mightn't be the one for you and that the one yeah yeah exactly exactly but it's good you know over time to try all these out and stuff like that but to know you have a structure of a program of exercises that are suited to you that you have your technique um, down to, you know, fine-tuned down to, um, you know, as close as we, we're always going to be, you know, trying to per perfect our technique and stuff like that. That's always a uh, work in progress. But for the most part, getting those things right, because if that's off, we're not going to have a good session. And that will tie back to the thing of leaving the gym and just feeling like, mm, did I do the right thing there? You're not going to leave the gym yeah. in a good mood. And then also you're not going to get the most out of your workout and you're not getting the most out of your workout. You're going to be falling short of your goal over time. And, and that's what's going to lead to you just saying, again, this is, this isn't it, you know? Yeah. And I think actually prioritizing the wrong exercise, it goes for like someone who is just starting out, Barry, and someone who's also more advanced because, um, yeah. you know, if you're starting out, you have to earn the right to, to like touch a barbell. And you don't just jump straight under a barbell back squat and fire on um, 20 kilos either side and see how you get on. So a regression would be maybe something more suitable for you would be like a goblet squat um, where you hold the dumbbell to your chest and maybe even sit back into a box. But then on the flip gotcha. side, Barry, like someone who does have a bit more trained experience and they've just been doing back squats in the six to eight rep range for the last four years. Well, you know what, maybe you need to actually go the other way and try to progress. it. So, okay, you've been doing the six to eight rep range. Why not try out a little tempo now? Or why not have add a pause to the bottom? Or let's actually change up your rep range completely. Or maybe, you know, instead of doing a back squat, we do a loaded front squat. Or same with a deadlift, you know, okay, you've just been deadlifting off the floor. Why don't we try out a deficit deadlift? Or why don't we try out an elevated deadlift and work in different rep ranges? So, 
prioritizing the wrong exercise it's not just like jumping straight under the bar but if you're more advanced too and you're just doing the same thing over and over again yes it's important to be consistent with that lift but everything works and nothing works forever and you do need to have some element of variety barry you mentioned yourself prioritizing technique so a great way to work in your technique is to focus on eccentric slow lowering so let's let's lower the weight down in the squat for a count of three two one and now you've got that control and maybe your next stage you pause at the bottom for a count of one two three and now we've got that stability and then in the next phase we might say okay let's go let's explode up as quick as we can and we've got that power so there's so many different ways if we can go about this but um yeah prioritizing the wrong exercises like I know Barry, I starting out, I would have like just <laughs> you, you do you do the bench press, you do a set of bicep curls, tricep push downs, and that's your upper body work. Yeah. I yeah, never yeah. even knew your upper back muscles existed, and that's freaking why my shoulders started yeah. hurting because I was just doing the wrong exercises. So and I, it, it, it's, it's it's getting the balance right. But um let's just kind of quickly recap so Barry. So um the first thing that we would say is someone that they actually follow a plan. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Following a plan, I think, is 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 where you start off because you can go into a gym and you can, you know, um, like I said, from from both sides of the spectrum of nutrition and from training, um, you know, anything after that, you're kind of jumping the gun if you don't have specific direction and programming um, that's conducive to your goal. Um, you're kind of wasting your time. You're just you're you're gonna the you're gonna spin in your wheels, and um, it's gonna be a frustrating process that will lead you kind of back to square one and saying, "Ah, oh, I'll leave it till next year," sort of thing. You know exactly. So we have a plan to follow. Um, then what we mentioned for the testing versus building strength. So a great way to analyze that is just count your total number of reps. Um, you spoke with them very about like just the calorie intake, and and this applies you know to both muscle gain and fat loss. So dialing in your calories making sure that they're actually on point. We spoke about consistency and just adhering to your program and following it from start to finish. And then finally, you know, doing the right, the prioritizing the, the correct exercises, whether you are a beginner, you know, intermediate or more advanced, you gotta be challenging yourself in such a way that you can like activate, but not annihilate. Um, so Barry, th- this has been awesome, this episode. I feel uh, I feel our listeners are going to get a ton of value. But just before we finish up, Barry, um, you know, let- let's just talk about what yourself. So what are you kind of currently working towards, Barry? Jivantin, um, are you-, you-, you mentioned you're focusing more on building muscle at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I suppose it's, you know, such as such as the, the, the as life. I, I don't think I've ever come off that. But in, in terms of, yeah, look, it, it's 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 a, it's always that sort of phase of, of trying to build muscle. But no, I, I haven't gone into a, a strict cutting phase. To be completely honest, man, it, it's been, you know, I've done diet breaks, but I haven't done a strict cutting. Yeah. Uh, it's over. It's about two and a half years now. Yeah. Um, and and and. To be to be honest with the reason being, you know, life took over. Like I was always cons- tried to stay consistent with my training, but you know, like most of us, through a certain amount of COVID and, and lockdowns, it was hard. Um, but still managed to get it done to a certain extent. Absolutely. But um, the last few months, um, I've been really focusing on on, on a building phase, yeah. um, gaining phase, like um, as as you know, as much as ever as as before. Um, so very, you know, very very high calories calories are at you know four to five thousand over wow. five thousand some days so wow. plenty plenty of food anyway not going yeah. not going hungry and just with that training training heavy you know um kind of lower volume kind of high intensity yeah. um and yeah. just trying to put on size like so um yeah and it, it's working because um i i think you know for for a long time i, I struggled with that it was it was usually it was uh it was a calorie fat factor you know i wasn't probably taking in enough um mm. now i'm pretty much up there and i think i, I tipped the scales at, at 90 kilos last night i'd never okay. seen that before yeah wow. um so you know so yeah in a good place with that and and the reason being you know with that you know i was actually making this point to a, a guy at the gym today you know i'm not just putting on that weight you know to to sound heavier and and, and you know to, for the crack to look at the scales but the beauty of it is i'm pushing more weight in the gym you know mass equals mass 
So I, I'm able to, you know, all my, my lifts are up, my squats, all those sort of movements. I'm able to Great. push and pull more weight in so the gym rewarding. because I have more mass, my yeah. friend. It is. Yeah, exactly. So it just means you have that. 100%. Yeah, and progress is addictive. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah, and, and how, um, how, how, how about yourself? Like, are you in yeah, a similar just, phase? Or? To just kind of going through like a, a bit of a bulk phase as well, um, Barry. Mm. And you know what? Something like I need to give myself permission to do is like, you know, if you are going through this process, you, you got to give yourself permission that you will put on, you know, a certain level of body fat and the amount and, and how much is going to be dependent on your food quality as well. So like, that's just something that in the past I would have struggled with because I was kind of like too much tied to the aesthetics and oh, I want to look a certain way year round. But then if you're like always in that like maintenance or even cutting phase, it just kind of means then that if, if you do want to like progress and build your strength or, or even just look a bit better and perform a bit better, the opportunity cost is you, you will gain a bit of body fat. And, and the hard thing too, I find Barry is um, the, the areas, if you were just coming off a cut and you want to go onto like a bit of a bulk, the, the, the parts of your body that you find like most stubborn to drop body fat, they're genuine. They're usually going to be the places you put it back on first when you go into that bulk phase, but you just got to give yourself permission. Okay. Like, if you're if you are going through like a, a, a bulk phase, you got to give yourself permission that you will put on some element of body fat. And just yeah. like if you are going through a bit of a cut, the cost of that is at, at times, and maybe if done correctly, it should be minimized, but at times you will be slightly hungry. But that is part of the yeah. process. Now you shouldn't be starving, but that's also part of the process. So you just got to understand, I think, things from both both sides of the spectrum by. Um, depends on your goal um but Huge. just to finish up um barry this is the lifestyle lifter show and look we're not pro athletes by any means um <laughs> so, so tell me for yourself barry you know how do you kind of balance just as you said staying consistent with your training sure you know covid got gets in the way for it or has gotten in the way for everyone but just like trying to be as consistent as possible but how do you balance this with the social side like just going out for a few drinks the weekend or eating out at a restaurant with your friends. How do you like get the best of both worlds, Barry? Yeah, I, I think um, it's probably important as well for, for me to recognize it can be hard. The, the position I'm in at the moment is, is easier in that, you know, I'm in a growing phase, so I'm, I'm in a surplus. Um, so kind yeah, of managing absolutely. calories, like yeah. it, it's it's nearly hard to get some of the calories in some days. But when it comes to eating out, having drinks at the weekend, I have that leeway um, as opposed to somebody who might be you know, trying to lose weight and stuff like that. We have to be a lot stricter and we have to find ourselves either tracking or intermittent or calorie banking and stuff like that to make space for those drinks. But um, I, I, honestly, I just think it's, it's a consistency overall. Man, when you take a step back, you kind of see. Look, if you're somebody who has a structure there, uh, you get the week off to the right start, you know, you eat pretty well, you get a couple of training sessions in, you're active, you know, you hit a certain amount of steps. You know, when the weekend comes, if you're that person who's, you know, generally speaking, um, you know, uh, in, in, you know, uh, consistent, um, you're, you know, with your training, with your diet, you're, you're in a good place going out for a few drinks or going out for that food, it isn't going to dampen or, or, you know, hinder that too much. Um, it's just, it's all going to depend on the amounts really at the end of the day. We, we know that like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, does alcohol, you know, do the damage and it's like, it does, but again, it's, you know, the dose makes the poison. Um, so it's always going to be that. Um, and, and that's really what it boils down to. Um, you know, again, it just comes back to that consistency. I think though, um you know what you do most of the time is more important than what you do some of the time and that's that's really really key Absolutely for people to understand yeah. um, and i think you know people you know it's easy for us on our on our pt perch sometimes to say like oh this is you know this isn't that hard it's easier because you know obviously we thoroughly enjoy the lifestyle of it and you know we find ourselves in the gym every day because of what we do and it's that's definitely a factor and it makes it easier for us but i think you know if you know and we could talk all day again about it but if you're doing it for the right reasons, you're going to be enjoying your training. And when you enjoy your training and, and the type of training you do, and you're starting to see the results, you're going to be consistent with it. Um, and when you do that, I, I think you just have a, a much healthier lifestyle overall. You have a much better relationship with food as well, I find. Um, when you can get to that point where you understand what you're doing 
um, and you're kind of in control of your food and stuff like that. And you never feel like you're in this dieting phase and, and you're then punishing yourself after a weekend of it and you're back to square one on the Monday. Um, look, we all go through it. We all eat too much at times. We all drink too much at times. Um, and we're, you know, pain. Yeah, we're paying for it. But again, it boils back to what you're doing on a consistent basis. I just know for me, I, I, it's, it's about enjoying yourself as well. Um, I enjoy my training, but I also enjoy, you know, everything else. So it's about having the right steps in place for the, for the most part. And with that, then you never have to feel guilty necessarily about enjoying yourself or letting your hair down when the weekends come. Um, And I think that's, that's what it's about really. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And just having something to look forward to, I think it's important. Um, something just to, to to motivate you and, and keep you going because there are Absolutely. obviously times when when we all go through tough tough phases or whatever. But just having something to look forward to, I think it can be a good drive and a motivating factor. But Barry, just before we wrap up, so like, what are like, um, just very very briefly, what are like one to three takeaways that you'd like our listeners to implement after after hearing both of us speak? Yeah, I, I think. Um hands down if there's one anyway uh, most importantly it's like just just get get you get that kind of structure that you need like yeah. i mean um if no matter who it is or just get help from somebody um you know it's going to um massively you know save you time and energy and frustration um you're going to kind of jump the queue in terms of that those sort of rookie mistakes that we all make um again with your diet and stuff like that you're going to need certain guidance um just reach out to somebody you know even if you're not hiring a coach reach out to them and they can give you like like we're always doing with our content yeah when when people message me dm me asking me questions you know i'll help you out for free it's one of those things like you you want to help people um even if it's something small and it could be those few, few small things that people listen to from this today of you know tracking your calories for a few days um you know actually trying to get yourself onto a training program you can follow those sort of things they're going to be the the fundamentals that get you get you on the right path um everything else starts to slowly fall into place you can fine tune things from there but getting those few things right first is going to be crucial because that's what's going to kind of get the ball rolling in the right direction and if that doesn't happen and you're not doing those things it just won't take off and you're just going to end up frustrated um, and again, you're going to find yourself not where you want to be. And, and that's why we see so many people either don't stick to something um, or they will for a while and then they just fall off and, and they're right. back to square one. Yeah. So I, I think that's the biggest one. Like I said, I could elaborate on all of them again. And there's so much more there to, to dissect. But, but I think it's just that initial thing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what about yourself? Yeah, no, like just um, if there's one thing, yeah, like just have 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 a plan, have a structure and test and measure, test and measure. Try it out for at least four weeks before you say the gym isn't for me. This plan isn't for me. This isn't working because you're not going to you're not going to know otherwise if you just keep trying and spinning your wheels doing a different thing each week. So just if there's one takeaway, it's just going to be have a plan, have a routine, have something to follow and test and measure for a couple of weeks and assess Did you get results? And if not, okay, well, maybe I need to change something about the program. Maybe my food wasn't on point, but at least you're giving some feedback. Um, Barry, I feel we could could go on and and on and on, but I just want to, first of all, acknowledge you. I think we we really have like very similar, um, we agree in a lot of things. I feel like, you know, I, I love the way you mentioned that even with your clients there, that it's more so like just sure they're not going to get like the most amazing 12 week results for this particular client, but it was much more sustainable to fit it into our lifestyle. And if someone does want that approach too, of course we can go there, but I really like your approach is similar to mine. It's about just building it into each individual's lifestyle. And some people, they can train four or five times a week, but then you know what other people like two or three times a week is, is what they're able to commit to given their, their circumstances. So I really like the way, Barry, um, similar to myself, you, you build your coaching around the individual rather than the other way around where it's like, okay, you got to fit in my expectations and, yeah. and, and here's what we're going to do. So I just want to acknowledge you for that, Barry. And my final two questions, Barry, um, I'm big into like just morning routines 
um, routines, rituals, and, and starting the day off well. I'm just curious, by what do like the first 60 to 90 minutes of your day look like? Do you do you have any like routine you follow or I I yeah, to be honest, so these days, man, um for me it's if if it on a Monday, it's uh it's getting up for a run. Uh usually with a, a couple of guys, we we uh we set the I set the alarm for about maybe 20 to six and mm. uh, run down Bondi road and we go for uh it's it's close to a 7k run and if we finish it up in uh, in Bondi beach and uh we go for a dip there at sunrise and then we sit and have a coffee so that's what my monday mornings yeah man it's it's beautiful like so it's nice to be in that position where you you yeah. can do that now um so that's what my mondays look like and like i said it's yeah it's a lovely start to the weekend from there then to be honest these days like i i've taken back on one-to-one clients and i've i've never been busier in my life with it which is look it's a, it's a great yeah. great complaint so the alarm again goes a bit earlier it's like monday to tuesday to fridays these days i'll be about quarter past five i'd be up yeah. and i'd be straight out I'd, I'd make a shake and i'd be on the road over to the gym would take about 20 minutes to get there uh, and i trained my first client at six um, I would have my double espresso knocked back and <laughs> I would train three to four clients in a row. Um, and then I might have a gap in the morning from there and I might do some laptop work, get a bit of breakfast and I train clients throughout the day. Then after that, or train yeah. myself. So yeah. that's usually what it looks like. Uh, Mondays are a little bit different, but then the rest of the week, I, I literally, I, I've, um, I have 6am clients every every morning down to business man yeah Absolutely. and look it's one of those things that it, it's 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 never it's never easy getting up at that time or, or going over and and being wide awake and training people but it's one of those things that i definitely love doing you know no more Absolutely. than yourself it's kind of you have a yeah. passion for it and it's definitely it's not one of those things i think you know you'll never work a day in your life sort of thing is a bit overrated we definitely I, still don't i agree 100 you know, you know but- you know. I, I think just yeah for me it's like I get to do this first I have to do this and just yes. having that reframe it, it can help you get because look there's obviously parts of every job that no one no one likes doing but you still got to do yeah. but it's just like once you have a passion for it once you have a fuel for it and, and you know if you're in it for the right reasons for helping others that's going to push yeah. you through and Barry final question because this is the lifestyle yeah. lifter show what what's your yes. definition of just living a successful lifestyle uh, it's something I've thought a lot about recently, and it, honestly, it's hands down uh, going to be simply if you can get up and every morning and you have the freedom to pretty much do whatever you like. Um, yeah. I think you're living a successful life. You're kind of winning. And again, the beauty of that is that's different for everybody else. For some people, that's getting up and, you know, being in, a, I don't know, a financial position where you can, you know, get up late in the morning and go out and sit out in a pool that's fantastic but for the next person that could literally be getting up at the crack of dawn to go and do a job that's other people will consider hell but that person loves it so at the end of the day i think it's if you have that freedom to get up um i I, like i say to people i know if you're the same if 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 i won the lotto in the morning i would still keep training people and coaching people to a certain extent um i i mightn't be doing the 6 a.m clients every morning but <laughs> I, I i would definitely, definitely and maybe instead yeah, sleeping, yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly exactly i love it that's such a great way yeah. to put it yeah if mm. if yeah like ju- just this whole like um <laughs> kind of idealism that you know if i win the lotto i'm just gonna stay in the beach for the rest of my life I yeah would, yeah I-, I wouldn't last more than two or three days before i'm like right i need to get working or do something with <laughs> myself or i just crack up exactly barry this has been yeah. awesome um let's just finally before we go barry share to our listeners now where can people find out more about barry o'sullivan and everything that you offer yeah, man, look, hands down, uh, it's going to be Instagram and Facebook. Um, if you search me at O'Sullivan Fitness, you'll find me on Instagram uh, and on Facebook too. Yeah, um, that's where you're going to get me and, and where I, you, you know, if you ever want to reach out to me, you'll find me there. Um, yeah, that's that. That's where it is. Like I said, if if you uh, if you're over this side of the pond, you might find me in in Sydney in person. But, uh, <laughs> for another while, you won't you won't see me back home in, in Ireland. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, you, you, you get a hold of me. Thank you, Barry. Awesome, awesome stuff. Um, so just appreciate everyone for for listening. Um, if you did find this show helpful, beneficial, if you learned anything. 
um, please pay the fee. And the fee, it's very, very small. Just, just take a screenshot of the episode, share it on your IG or your Facebook stories and tag Barry at O'Sullivan Fitness and tag me at Mac Lifestyle Fitness. Um, and we'll, we'll both reshare to our stories. Um, so Barry, just thanks so much again for, for coming along. It's been such an epic episode. I think we're just short of the hour here. And if you did get value in this show also, please leave a review, leave a rating and um, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, that's all for now, Barry. We're, we're going to have to do a... Uh, <laughs> we've already done two IG lives. We've done a podcast now together as well. We're, we're going to have to do a, a take two some stage down the line. I can't wait, man. Uh, really, really appreciate having me on as well. Um, I always really, really thoroughly enjoy our, uh, our chats and stuff like this. Um, so yeah, look forward to it very, very soon again, man.